Hey, Salt Lake, at the risk of being too personal, is your mattress sagging? If you are rolling into a taco every night, I am begging you to visit your local mattress warehouse and just try something a little firmer. Your spine is the center of your being, and I don't just want you to have good posture. I want you to Disney princess your way around this city, flush with optimism from a good night's sleep. Visit mattresswarehouseutah.com to find the location nearest you. That's mattresswarehouseutah.com. Today on CityCast Salt Lake, election day always puts a knot in my stomach. Every year we're told this is the most important election of our lifetimes. Now I'm supposed to just sit here, wait, and bite my nails? And no matter which political party, candidate, or issue you're rooting for, or against, there's a good chance you're feeling the same. So let's work through our dread together. In therapy, Josie Bowling is a licensed family therapist, and she's here to offer us some tips on guilt, fear, and calming your election day anxiety. It's Tuesday, November 8th. 2022. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. All right, Josie. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Okay, like all good therapy sessions, okay. I want to start by telling you where I'm at. Okay. Is that okay? That's great. Yes. Okay. Here, I'll sit back and listen. Okay. Here's what I'm feeling today. I am feeling fear. Okay. I'm feeling anxiety. I'm feeling a little bit of anger. Uh-huh. And then I think the biggest thing for me, like personal to my relationship with election day is lack of control. Right. Because I am Canadian, which might be news to our listeners, but actually it means that I can't vote. And so somehow it makes this day a little bit worse because I feel like I can't meaningfully contribute to the outcome. Mm-hmm. And so I guess what I'm saying is, Help. (laughs) SOS. For anyone who's feeling similar to me, what do you think? Yeah. Well, I think you're really human, first of all. (laughs) So I think this is like what it means to be, to exist. And so we just even kind of sharing it. I love that you're sharing it with everybody. And just even knowing that sometimes that's like the most simplest thing that we can do is like, yeah, I'm over here too. And somebody's like, yeah, I'm over here too. And that even just settles our anxiety is to have this connection and kind of hearing other people going through the same thing. So I think that when you asked me to talk about that, that was what I was thinking about was like, when I work with people with anxiety, what I've noticed over the years is that everyone has their own way that settles their body. And ultimately that's like the most powerful thing that you can learn and find out about yourself is to say like, well, what works for me? Because what works for my dad or my mom or my sister or my friend may not be that. So it's so great that you can just kind of come into your body and say, okay, what do I notice actually creates the most calm for me? Hmm. So I think as I'm talking about it, I just kind of wanted you and everyone else to pay like, okay, you are the professional on you. And so you get to observe you and what works. So I might not even mention what works for you today, but hopefully Hmm. you walk away with this confidence like, oh, my body knows what works for me and I just need to listen and figure out what it is that calms me. What are some of the popular 
things. Yeah. So I'd like to, I wanted to frame it a little bit for you guys in terms of like mind, body, and spirit. Okay. And so everybody has different channels to settle their nervous system. When we're anxious, it's our nervous system going like through the roof. Usually our heart rate's up. We're kind of fidgety. Mm. Our mind is spinning. For some people, they sweat a little bit more, you know, <laughs> or they can't even think and like, you not know, that so, you mention it. <laughs> right. So, so if we go to mind first, the first thing is boundaries. For some people, anxiety is really about like thinking about things and worrying about things. And so I think yeah. when it comes to elections, we all feel out of control. Depending on who you are, you may put a lot of energy and focus and you maybe have like canvassed and promoted certain awareness about certain things that are on the ballot. And so you're thinking about it a lot. Yeah especially on the day. Suddenly you just have to go poof, let go, and then trust that other people are going to have listened. But that might not be the case. So I think it's important with your mind is to say, okay, great. An election is something that is everyone's. It belongs to the larger community. Mm -hmm. And so you don't have control. You can't give your control over to everyone else in your world. So you can sort of say like, well, what's the issue that I really care about? I'm going to promote for that and hope everyone's listening. But at the end of the day, I come home to my house and my room and how does that issue impact me? And what can I do to continue to create a life that tangibly impacts me the way I want, like regardless of what the election turns out to be? Yeah. So I don't know if, if there's an issue in particular you're thinking of that's on the ballot that we could play with an example of that. <laughs> there are so many. Right. But I think like just thinking about Here's a race that I'm a little anxious about, county clerk. Mm, like mm -hmm. that is kind of the foundation of our democracy. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's a lot of anxiety around that in particular. Right. Like it feels like the ballot's on the ballot, mm. you know? Yeah, I can feel the anxiety like in that one right now. Right? It's <laughs> like if somebody gets elected that you don't think is appropriate for that job, what is it that you can mm -hmm. still do despite that person in office that would make you still feel in control about your vote? That's such an interesting question. I think I could focus on accountability. Mm -hmm. If I feel like elections have less power every year, then maybe increasing my communication mm -hmm. with the people that are elected mm -hmm. would help me feel a little bit more control, like yeah. being more in the face of the people that are representing me, probably showing up for meetings more. Like I think a lot about representative democracy is when we're like, okay, I trust you. Now you go and do right. the work on my behalf. Right. And I think if I had less faith in in that that piece of the pie, right. then I would be like, okay, I'm going with you to this meeting. <laughs> I'm going with you to this session. <laughs> right. And so that's like one tangible thing you could do. And I would say for anybody who has is you could we could all probably like whittle down into these things that we feel anxious that we're out of control of. But if we can name a few things that we can do to make us feel in control moment day to day, despite things not going the way, it can kind of settle. That's sort of, it can settle the mind like, okay, mm. but I still have this. Okay, I can still mm. do this. And for some people who work full time or have children, like it's really hard to show up to meetings and do that type of thing. So yeah. that can create anxiety. So what does it mean to then find that person who then speaks your voice in your mind who can go there? I think these elections are sometimes requiring us in some ways to get more involved. I think as a society, we've really trusted our democracy for many, many years. And 
there are some things that are coming up that are saying, wait, 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 you can't trust, which is anxiety producing too, right? So Yeah. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is like, figure out what you can control. Mm-hmm. Manage the things that you can manage. Right. So sometimes with elections, it's like this big thing, like I want to control who's in office. Well, mm. really, we don't have that control as one individual that's in control of like the larger community, right? As a collective. Right. Okay. Okay. That's mind. So that's mind. And the other one I would say with mind is boundaries. So the other one, like you personally, what do you notice really gets you overwhelmed? Like you've done what you can do. You've canvassed, you've talked to your friends, you've talked to your family, you've voted. So now what do you do on election day? Are you somebody who's soothed by watching the votes come in and listening to the pundits for the next 24 hours? Does that help you feel at ease or does that spin you out? How much intake of the information do you now need to be taking now that you've done what you can do? But just kind of getting curious about like where your boundaries of exposure to the moment by moment happenings of the election are. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, whether you watched it every moment or not is not going to change it anymore. Right. Salt Lake City, what if this is the year you host Easter dinner or brunch? Harmon's makes big meals easy to prepare with delicious holiday specialties made from scratch. Just heat and serve, baby. Lay a pre-cooked honey ham on the table and absorb the compliments from your family or friends. They don't need to know you napped instead of staring down the oven. And if you're not the host but need something to bring, here are just a few of my favorite spring ideas. First of all, Harmon's fragrant Easter lilies will impress anybody's mom or delight a neighbor. Now there's no need to even heat up a pre-made side like deviled eggs or fresh cut pineapple, but bonus points if you transfer them into your own dish. And as listeners of this show well know, I will lose my mind if you show up to my house with Harmon's hot cross buns. I invite you to make some new Easter traditions with Harmon's. Okay, let's talk about body because that's where a lot of the mind stuff really manifests for me. Like tighten the shoulders, not sleeping well, fidgety. How can I calm my body today? So I have a few things that I think are really helpful. So the first is exercise. And if you're somebody who exercises, just sort of not everybody is, but just like you exercise, even a half an hour study show, 30 minutes a day, get your heart rate up just with a walk up a hill in your neighborhood mm. will actually help your body manage the stress coming into in, towards it. My favorite is if you're finding that you're just like, oh, I can't think, My I'm sort of feeling like I'm lifting off, mm. uh, my heart is racing. We can do this thing called paced breathing. And I okay. love paced breathing because you can do it anywhere. You can do it without anyone noticing. Mm. Okay. And really when you do it, after like five to 10 breaths, you will feel like a different person because it's shifting back to that nervous system channel. If you slowly breathe in and out, you are changing your nervous system experience. Hmm. Okay. Let's talk about spirit. You brought up the arc and I think some of the stories that we tell ourselves on these really big days, Mm -hmm. I would call these like big group days, (laughs) you know, election feels like a big group day. I think there's a lot in the ether on this day 
around guilt, around shame. Mm. We often see like the ways that political parties try and drive people to action ahead of election day is through through guilt or through shame. And that can be really exhausting. How do we manage our emotions spiritually right now? So it's funny when you're talking, I think about like, this is kind of a metaphor that I use for people when I'm thinking like, oh, what, what is wisdom in your life? Like who provides wisdom for you? And people are, look at me and they're like, well, what do you mean by wisdom? And I, I think when you're talking about it, it's like, I use the example of a little mouse, like mouse viewer, like the little moment to moment day to day things. I didn't read that right. I missed that thing. I didn't vote that right. I didn't do this right. I didn't do that right. It's all these like little micro things. And man, it can really jack up your system because it can kind of feel like, the perception is it's do or die. And when I think of wisdom, I think of it more of like an eagle view, like looking at the larger arc of life and time and the planet and our you know, politics or culture. It's like this eagle view. And that's, I also connect that to spirit when it's like, oh yeah, trusting. Like there are many people who have come before me and will come after me. And I am not solely responsible for the destiny of the collective. I am actually riding on the shoulders of many people who have worked hard for these micro moments and we've built on top of one another. I am inheriting that larger movement. And so I'm not responsible for making the entire movement in this course of time. Hmm. So if you're not particularly spiritual, but you're very focused on the politics, like as women, we didn't have the right to vote. It took a long time. It took a lot of election cycles. It took a lot of conversations in people's rooms. So you were not responsible for everything <laughs> like, and the movement in one course. The other one that I think that people don't really realize is like the weekend, like labor rights. Like, mm -hmm. right, like we didn't used to have a weekend. You know, there was a time in our lives and people said, wait a minute, this is, we need rest. We need, we need labor rights. And those are things that like people have worked for generations on. And so I think when we are here in this moment, we have to remember like we are part of a larger arc, whatever movement you're trying to give voice to and represent and to say like, okay, I am going to do my part in this moment. And I get multiple chances through the course of my life. And not just to vote, I get chances in conversation. So if I bring it back to spirit, if you are somebody who's spiritual, it's helpful sometimes to remember like, oh, hey, right, this feels really do or die, but I need to trust that I am part of something bigger. There's something bigger moving beyond me. And that can feel restful to the nervous system. Okay, thank you. I think that's, that's an important reminder. I wanna ask you, because your specialty is family therapy. Okay. You know, I always think of election day as the runway to Thanksgiving. And there are a lot of people who have family members that are voting differently than them. Yeah. That can be so tough to cope with. Yeah. I think that can hit harder than, you know, in friendships or office place relationships. Do you have any advice for these folks who are feeling that that frustration and anxiety with their family right now? Mm. This is such a hard issue for so many people. Mm -hmm. And I know that for many people, it hits at different intensity levels. What I'm going to suggest, I think first needs to be prefaced with knowing yourself and knowing your own boundaries. So if for you, the issue is so intense 
that even just being in contact, even just like knowing in your mind that you have a difference of opinion and a different or a history that kind of brings that up, you may need to protect yourself by not even engaging, right? You may need to choose a different family event. (laughs) It's best for everyone that we not even engage because we can't trust that it's not going to escalate into something more painful. So I think if you're in that place, that's okay. And you should feel comfortable saying, I know myself and I know the situation and I know the history that it's best for everyone that I choose to not be present. If you are going into a family situation where you have, where you're like, yeah, I want to be here and I want to have these conversations and it still feels relaxing to me, then I think the most important question you have to ask yourself is what do I want this to look like and feel like when I leave this house? How do I want to feel in my body? What kind of conversations do I want to have had? What kind of experiences do I want to have had? Because at the end of the day, one conversation at a meal is if you think it's going to end in a lot of big conflict and people upset and that's not your goal, then it's probably not going to change that larger arc in that moment. And so if your goal is peace and connection and like staying with that, the love and respect that you have for your family, then I think what you choose to say and do in that two hour, three hour period can, mm-hmm. has a lot of power. So we're back to like, what do I have power over? Yeah. If you don't have to work today, go for a walk, go do something beautiful that you love, go hang out with friends, people that are meaningful, that hit your values instead of getting really upset about these like little micro moments in the, in the, in the voting cycle, because at the end, right now, you know, your hands are off. It's, it's up to the larger arc of our community. Right. And so now it's time to take care of yourself and to go and do what makes you feel good. Mm -hmm. Family connection with nature, maybe going for a walk or a hike and something like that. Yeah. Okay. Josie, you mentioned breathing and meditation as powerful ways to calm the body. A lot of folks might be listening to this show in the morning. I know we have a lot of morning listeners. I wonder if you could see us out with an exercise Mm -hmm. of your choice to help us feel in just a a minute or two um, a little bit calmer. Yeah. My favorite one is to lean back, take a deep breath, and connect with your own body. Take your hand on your heart. Okay. And just take a deep breath and feel the connection of your hand to your chest. Take some deep breaths. Maybe allow your breath to come into your toes. Sometimes it's helpful to add a sense of like, it's going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. Wow, that does feel good. It's such a simple gesture, but it really is relaxing. Yeah, there's the, sometimes we talk a lot about the power of touch for others, but we can actually make contact with ourselves, our own body and spirit and mind. We can soothe our own being by intentionally making contact and listening. That's so nice. Josie, thank you so much. (laughs) I feel so calm. I think I'm going to tumble out of this chair. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I really appreciate your time today and your wisdom. Thank you so much. One more thing before we go, and I'm going to keep it super tranquilo because we're all now very calm. Winter is here. Salt Lake could get anywhere from 6 to 12 inches this week, and we're already 40 days ahead of our median date 
for this much snow. The valley is currently in a winter storm watch, and that means drive safely. Get an oil change. Keep gas in your tank. Get those snow tires on if you've got them. Maybe throw some hand warmers in your glove box. Brian Head Ski Resort is already open. Solitude opens Friday. Will other resorts bump up their dates? You backcountry folks don't care. You're already splitboarding amok. That's all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. If you like this show, will you please leave us a nice review in Apple Podcasts? We're going to be up late tonight to deliver election results to you tomorrow morning. If you want, you can actually disengage between now and then. This is me granting you permission. All right. Bye.